Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Rooney! Oh, wonderful! What a goal! Aguero! Staggering! Just staggering! Here's the chance, and there's the hat-trick! Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Extra Time with Liam Horbin. Episode one. It's a big occasion, a big milestone. I wish I had a soundboard and I would give myself a round of applause. So maybe I'll just do it. It's a little off the camera. I don't know if anyone could hear that, but eventually we'll get the upgrades and the budget for me to go and buy myself a little roadcaster so I can get some little sound effects on this. But either way, welcome to Extra Time with me. Thank you very much for... uh, for tuning in. If you've made it to the 30 second mark, you may as well stay for the next 30 minutes because we're not going to be around for too long. The kind of purpose of this show is just something something I wanted to kind of challenge myself with to do my own show. And honestly, I just want to learn more about things. So like today we had Ian Ian Holloman on the show, who is from the official League Un podcast. So there's probably not many people who know more about League Un football and whatever's going on in France and him. So I thought it'd be a really good start for the show. Obviously, talked about PSG. How can you not talk about PSG when you talk about League Un? But since I live in Canada, obviously, I had to talk about Jonathan David a little bit. So we talked about Jonathan David, just kind of how he's been doing with Lille since coming back from the World Cup, but also the possibility of him going to an English club. And now I know Arsenal has been linked to him, but we talked about one team in particular that could be in on Jonathan David, the one of the top teams in England right now, kind of on the rise compared to where they've been the last couple of years, but could be a really good fit. We also talked about Rons. Now, Rons, if you don't know about them, they might be the craziest story in Europe, to be honest. Just the whole thing around that club, where the manager came from, how he started, the players on that team who are, who are doing so well at the moment, and just everything around it is just quite an amazing story. They also get punished every time their new manager manages a game for them. So that's quite <laughs> quite an interesting turn of events. I've never heard of anything quite like this one before. Maybe I'm maybe I'm just not aware of something. So if I am, if I am missing out on someone who gets fined every time they manage a game, let me know. You can hit me up on Twitter at Liam Horbin. That's double R, double O, and a bin. And then also Hit us up on the 90th minute. The 90th minute across all social media channels. We got YouTube, Instagram, 
TikTok, I think that's the biggest one we kind of go for, but we want to grow our Twitter a bit as well. So hit us up on Twitter. I guess the purpose of this show in general is just to not take up too much of everyone's time. I, I listen to a lot of podcasts. Some of them I find are too long, but the ones I like listening to are maybe around 30, 45 minutes, somewhere in there. So we're going to try and keep this one tight. The, the talk with Ian is only around 30 minutes long. We talk about those three things and also Olympic Leon. If you know much about Leon and French football, they were a big team in like the mid to early 2000s and obviously still a relatively big team. They went to the Champions League final, I believe, in 2020. So just wanted to talk about their kind of fall, I guess is a good way to put it. So anyway, one other thing I kind of want this podcast to be as well is a community kind of thing. I think that's a big thing I want to build here is I want everyone's voice to be heard. So I'll be posting questions on our social media channels. Feel free to interact and and give your takes. Even if you don't agree with me, that's fine. I don't think football is fun when we all just agree with each other. We've got to have some debate on some things and I'm not going to be right on everything and neither will you, quite frankly. So now that my little intro has pretty much come to an end, let's talk with Ian, see what he has to say. Here he goes. All right, Ian, thanks for joining me. We are on two very different time zones right now. It's seven o'clock in the morning where I am. I believe it's around three o'clock where you are, but thanks a lot for, for jumping on the call. My first guest. So this is big. Hey, what, 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 a, what, a, what a privilege. I, I'm, I'm flattered. I'm flattered, Liam. Yeah, thanks a lot. So I guess like the biggest story for me and the reason I wanted to kind of bring you on is, is, is Reams, right? Like they've kind of just gone on this run with Will Still and, uh, Florian Balogun, I believe is how you say his name is an Englishman. I should probably know how to say that one, but what's kind of been, how has this all kind of occurred and what's the vibe around them right now in, in Ligue oh, that's, that How has this occurred? That's a really good question because everybody is asking that. Everybody. I mean, they, they didn't start the season. They didn't start the season well uh, at all. Mm-hmm. And, and then suddenly there's this, this incredible turnaround and, and it's this guy who nobody's heard of, mm-hmm. who nobody had heard of him. Will Still, who, who's he? Who is he? He's, as far as I gather, he, he he was born in England, grew up in in Belgium, actually. And um, he took over and he's just, he's gone his first 12 games unbeaten in, in Ligue 1 because he lost his first game the other day uh, in, in the cup against Toulouse. That was his first game. I think it was must have been about his 14th or 15th fixture okay. um, in, in charge of, of the team. He was he was he was part of the backroom staff uh, previously and then just got just got promoted and everybody thought, well, he's, he's you know, this is just an interim. I think actually the, the club thought he was an interim as well. I, I thought, I think that they thought, well, we've got this guy on hand. Let's just throw him in. Um, because we don't know really what, what, what to do when, when, when they got rid of Oscar Garcia. Mm. And, um, I mean, he's now unsackable 12, 12 games unbeaten. Um, it's just incredible. He's going to, he's going to be coach until the end of the season. If it continues like this, he, he will almost certainly be given the job, Beyond that, how that progresses afterwards, that'll be that'll be interesting. But he, he certainly got the, the 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 team firing. And as you mentioned, he's got following Balogun, who's on loan from Arsenal and is is just has just 
found an amazing streak of form in, in, in front of goal is that he's the leading scorer in Ligue 1 right now. And there was talk that maybe Arsenal uh, would, would, you know, rescind the loan in the, in the January transfer window and take him back. They haven't done that. Uh, so Balogun still at, at, um, still at, still at uh, Reims until the end of the season, which is amazing news for them. Um, mm. And I think, I, I mean, he's obviously going to go back to, uh, he's obviously going to go back to, to uh, to to Arsenal if he continues like this, or somebody else somebody else comes in with a with a, with a big uh, with a big bid for him. But fourteen got fourteen goals in, in twenty one games. Twenty one years old. He's twenty two in in July. He looks like he's got a massive a massive massive future. I think unfortunately for Reims, they will always be known as the team where he made his name. But it's not—it's not going to be the team where he's going to spend a very long time, and, and almost certainly not beyond this season. Yeah, it's—I uh, guess somewhat of a similar story when like Romelu Lukaku was at like Everton and West Brom, right? But he was just kind of made his name there, but nobody—nobody nobody really remembers that. So you see on the paper, but I was looking to him Balogun this morning. There was links to him to AC Milan, and I'm sure a lot of fans over there are thinking, "Well, thank you, Eddie and Ketien, for actually scoring some goals for Arsenal and not having to send him back." But just on the will, still, I, I was looking through and like. I'm sure when people see him, it's like, oh, well, his name rhymes and that's about all I know about him. And then <laughs> he was the manager of the Preston under-14s team. But is it true that every time he manages, they get fined? Ah, uh, well, yes. Yeah. The problem in France, or the problem, the, the, the rule in France is that you have to have a, a pro license. You have to have a UEFA pro license to be able to coach at the, the Ligue 1 level. So they do give... They do give teams a, a little bit of grace, mm-hmm. but um, after a certain after a certain time, they they get fined. I, I'm not exactly uh, sure of the fine. I think it's about twenty five thousand euros. Mm. Uh, that's even a significant amount of money per game. I mean, if you think yeah. about, he's, he's in charge for ten games. That's quarter of a million euros. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's a significant amount of money. I guess it's, that's uh, more than three hundred thousand Canadian dollars, right? So, mm-hmm. it's it's a significant amount of money just for the guy to be, to be in charge. But but that's the way it is. They try and protect uh, coaching standards. Which, <laughs> ironically, he's coaching a lot better than Oscar Garcia, who had the license. Um, yeah. <laughs> and they didn't get fined for, but he wasn't getting the results. Will still getting the results, but doesn't yet have the license. Uh, so they yeah. get they get fined. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, if they keep winning, I'm sure they're not too concerned about it. Eventually, <laughs> pay them back somewhat. But obviously, that's a huge story. I think it's honestly the biggest story in football right now because it's just absolutely out of nowhere. It doesn't. Like for a guy, like you say, he doesn't even license. So how is he doing all this stuff? But obviously the biggest topic everywhere is just like PSG because of who they are. Right. And they just got knocked out of the Cope Cop de France the other day. And it's not been like pretty for them since coming back for the world cup, but to be fair, they have kind of been injured a little bit. Like I saw the game the other day where Mbappe got hurt. Like what's kind of the, the story around PSG this season. It seems like there's been drama, but also they're still top of the league and now in the champions league knockout stages too. Is Are they still, Obviously, the favourites to win league earn again this season. Oh, for for sure. I mean, yeah. you can't you can't see anybody else winning it. I mean, they're eight points clear now, and uh, they've been somewhat fortunate since the World Cup because they've had a sticky patch. But luckily for them, their their rivals 
the ones who were closest to them, uh, uh, Marseille and, and Lens in particular, um, didn't take advantage. You know, Marseille were beaten in their last league game. Lens have been drawing a lot. So they've they've actually extended their advantage at the top of the table just when you thought that probably they should be getting caught and, and mm. maybe passed. Um, they haven't been good since the World Cup and it's a little bit difficult to put your finger on why. Um, Lionel Messi has been superb. I have to say he's been he's been brilliant. Um, Neymar's had a few injury problems. Mbappe, as you said, and, and crucially Mbappe, he's out for the Bayern Munich first leg of the Champions League last 16. That's a major problem. That's against Bayern Munich next Tuesday. Um, mm. And right now, I mean, PSG have got a, a very, very tough game against Monaco tomorrow in the league. And... Monaco, one of the informed teams right now, they're really pushing hard to get an, into the top three. They're just a couple of points out. Um, and then Bayern on Tuesday, and that's with Messi isn't going to be playing against Monaco. He's got a hamstring problem that he picked up in the in the draw, mm-hmm. in, in the defeat, sorry, to uh, to Marseille in the Coupe de France. Um, he's going to come back to training on Monday. He played Bayern on Tuesday. I know it's Messi, but he's 35. Um, he has been playing great, but... He's 35. And, yeah. and and regardless of how talented you are, your body at some stage with the rigors of, of, of modern football at that level, um, it's going to give way. But obviously played a lot at the World Cup, uh, yeah. needless to say. <laughs> and um, so things are starting to catch up with him. And I think what is starting to catch up with PSG is that their squad, you kind of get blinded a little bit by, oh, wow, that's a superstar. Oh, wow, there's another, oh, there's another superstar. But if you scratch a little deeper, the squad's a bit thin. The squad is a little bit thin in terms of you've got super, super quality at the top. And then they're trying to bring through young players and they've got some excellent young players. Make no mistake about that. Warren Zaire Emery, remember that name. But he's he's 16. He's a very good player. He's been playing in, in Ligue 1 fairly regularly, coming off the bench, even starting some games, scoring goals. Midfielder, very, very good. El Shaddai Bichiabu, seven, 17 years old. Man mountain, well, the boy mountain of a defender. Um, he's 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 huge. He he looks a really really good player as well. But they're, they're seventeen, so you, you're coming up against Bayern Munich, which have depth, strength and depth, and real quality too to to almost match PSG. Um, it's it, it's not going to be enough, and and that's the vibe around PSG right now. It's despite the fact that they're well clear in the league and and almost certainly will win the league. It's the Champions League that they want. It's the Champions League that they've been going for, for since 2011, since the Qatari owners took over. They got close in 2020, got to the final, beaten by Bayern Munich. Mm-hmm. Ironically, the goal scored by Kingsley Coman, who came through the PSG Youth Academy, <laughs> like, like a number of players, notably Christopher Nkunku at Leipzig. So that's PSG are trying to roll back on, on that and, and, and give youngsters a chance to get in their first team. But it's at the cost of having a, a squad of 20, 25 players who are all experienced, who all have Champions League experience, who are all established internationals and who are all about 23, 24, 25, 26, 27. You just don't have that strength and depth with PSG. So it's, the, the vibe is, is is pretty negative regarding regarding Bayern Munich. If, if Mbappe had been fit, it's a different story. If Neymar was fully fit, if Messi was fully fit, it's a different story. PSG's 11, best 11, 
uh, is a match for literally everybody. But right now, it's uh, it's it's looking very very thin, and and it does not look good for that first leg at home. They can't. They've they've got to just try and keep it tight and make sure that they don't lose two or three nil. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then they go the then they go to buy in. Mbappe should be back for that uh, in March, and then they've got a chance. Yeah, it's a, it's kind of a shame, really, isn't it? Like in the Champions League, you want to see the best on best. That's kind of the whole point of the tournament. So yeah, it's kind of a shame with that. But I was curious too about their manager, like Christian Christian Galtier, I believe is how you say his name. I know he's kind of he's one league un and all this stuff, but I think on a worldwide brand, he's not got that that's top manager right but how has he kind of been with them do you think he's done a pretty good job this season like they're obviously top of the league and kind of where they want to be and everything right but is it fair to say he's done well with them i i i'm biased okay i love crystal Galtier. i i've interviewed him i interviewed him when he was at lille before he won the league on title um he's a charming guy he's an intelligent guy he's a thoughtful guy on football, he's a very human guy as well. Mm-hmm. And um, he has, you're right, he doesn't have the name internationally. PSG before, they went for Tuchel, they went for Pochettino, they went for Ancelotti, they went for Laurent Blanc, who even has a bigger name abroad than Christophe Galtier because of his mm-hmm. playing career. But Blanc is not a better manager than Christophe Galtier. There has not been a better manager in a better French manager in Liga for the last 10 years or more. He is he did incredibly well at Saint-Étienne. That he got them into European football. You may remember at some stage uh, the Pogba brothers played against each other because uh, Paul Pogba's yeah. brother was at Saint-Étienne. I think it was in the Europa League. That was Galtier who got them into there. He every single year had his play, best players sold and yet he still did well. He, they sold Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang uh, to Dortmund mm-hmm. in, I think, 2013. He still gets them into Europe. They, they just lost their leading goal scorer and a, a very, very good player, obviously, at the time. And he still he still managed to do that. He won the title with Lille. Uh, it's difficult to, it's difficult to over, overstate or describe how, how incredible that is. Uh, this is this is a team. Yes, they won the league on title before, but it's it's in the era of PSG. It's in the era of superstars of PSG. And it's a very very different. It's a very very different animal now. League on. It's very very difficult to win it. So, I think he has done. I think it was a good appointment. I think it was the natural appointment. I think he suffers a little bit because he doesn't have the name because he, I think he doesn't really speak uh, very good English for a start. doesn't help. Mm-hmm. Um, but he does, he is well liked by the French media. That's a, that's a positive. And he is a brilliant, he, as I said, he's a very warm and human guy. He's a brilliant man manager. And that's what PSG needs. These guys, this is stating the obvious. These guys are very good at football. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're very good. You, they know how to play. They tactically, they're very good. Individually, they're excellent. So you what you need is some guy who can get these all of these people pulling in the same direction. And I think Galtier can do that. I'm sure that he will deliver the league on title this season, mm-hmm. but that's the minimum for a PSG boss. It's this Champions League obsession, and I don't think that's too strong a word, of the owners 
you can understand it when a lot of so much money has been spent. They will win it one day and one day soon. There, there's no doubt. It's like Manchester City. Well, yeah. depending on depending <laughs> yeah. on what happens to them. But it's it, it, it's inevitable. You cannot have such good players in a team and not eventually win the Champions League. But you have to have that bit of luck. That mm. bit of luck that Mbappe isn't injured for the first leg against Bayern Munich. But he is. Yeah. That it could make it that can be, that could make a big difference. And PSG's owner's record when you don't win the when the when you don't win the Champions League is okay, you're on your bike, sunshine, and yeah. we'll put the next guy in. The next guy, could it be Zinedine Zidane, maybe? Because Didier Deschamps has has extended his contract until until uh, 2026. It could be. Why not? He's he's got the he's got that charisma as well. He doesn't have. Well, I was going to say he doesn't have the managerial track record of um, of uh, Christoph Galtier, just the three consecutive Champions League wins. But um, <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have it in France at least. Yeah. Um, so and he he didn't win with an underdog team. Galtier did. He was successful with an underdog team. His challenge now, of course, was to to be successful with a with a and with a dressing room full of full of superstars mm-hmm. i think given time he will he will do it but um time is usually a commodity that psg coaches do not have in abundance yeah i guess that was on that was honestly kind of my other question about it is like what are what are the owners do they are they going to give him a long leash is it kind of like you have to do this within two seasons and also like how much say do the stars get in psg regarding the managers because like you said like they've had all these massive names they haven't worked they got this new guy in and seems to be going a little bit better in some ways but how how long do you think he has to actually accomplish everything they want a couple of years maximum yeah if he doesn't win it this year if he doesn't firstly he has to win Liga. so that's if he doesn't win Liga this season for whatever reason um He's on gardening, gardening leave with a huge payoff, but he's on gardening leave. Uh, it won't be a problem for Christoph Gelty. He'll get another job very quickly. Uh, that won't be a problem. And Premier League clubs, if you're out there, Leeds United, for example. Yeah. <laughs> hey, there's your man. Sorry. <clears throat> but, yeah, if he doesn't win the Champions League this season, I think he'll get a... St- a little bit of a reprieve. I think he'll get another season, but that will also depend on the start of next season, how they do in the Champions League group stage. If they don't do that well, they'll qualify, but if they don't do that well, if they Mm -hmm. don't play that well in Ligue 1, if they're not like 20 points ahead by Christmas, he might not get through to the end of next season and they still might win the Champions League, yeah. but it, it won't be, it won't be with Galtier. So they, mm. they, they, these guys just don't have, don't have time uh, to, to, to put anything long-term in place. But as I said, I think this, this PSG manager's job, coach's job is much more about man management than actually putting a plan together. I mean, Galtier, as I, as I hinted at, is a little bit a victim of a, of the of the club's change of policy towards bringing these younger players in, that there was a very, very uh, noticeable policy shift in the summer where the the Qatari owner said, "We want to make the PSG more French. We want a, a more of a French flavor, more of a local flavor, more of a Parisian flavor to to this." I mean, if you think about the 
the team of last season, only Presnel Kimpembe, I think Presnel Kimpembe came through the club's youth academy. The only one. Yeah. I mean, Marquinhos mm. has been there nearly a decade and he was very young when he joined. Verratti's been there a decade and he was very young when he joined. So, But they didn't come through the youth academy. They're not French, uh, at least not. Maybe administratively they've got a French passport yeah. now. I don't know. But, <laughs> uh, but they're not French. So there was definitely that policy shift. Luis Campos, who's the sporting director, was the sporting director at Monaco when they won the title back in in 2017. He was also the sporting director at Lille, who helped uh, Lille win the title with Galtier. So those two form a, a, a good partnership. But there's a lot of behind-the-scenes shenanigans at PSG, as you can imagine with any big club. Yeah. And um, Galtier's trying to instill this policy and give the youngsters time on the pitch and at the same time, he's got these sky-high demands where he has to play a, potentially a 16-year-old in midfield against Bayern Munich of Joshua, Joshua Kimmich and Leon Goretzka and all Thomas Müller. And, uh, <laughs> and because of the club's policy, he doesn't have the squad that's strong enough to really, really, really compete. There's, there's potential there, but usually these coaches don't get the time to exploit that potential. Yeah, that would. Uh, I think that'd be a tough task for anybody in the world to go up against the Bayern Munich midfield. Never mind a sixteen-year-old. But you mentioned Lille a few times there. Mm. I live in Edmonton. I think it'd be very rude of me, and people would not be happy if I didn't mention Jonathan David. He, uh, I think it's fair to say people were a little disappointed with his World Cup performance for Canada, mm. but he's come back and he's he's done pretty well for Lille. Like, how is he kind of vision there? Like, what? How is he? How is he doing? And everything? Twelve goals this season, right? I believe. Yes. Yeah. I, I mean, he, I think on an individual level, he's doing, he's doing, he's doing pretty well. And Lille, Lille have come into some pretty good form of, of late as well. So that's, that certainly helps. That certainly helps him. Um, I mean, that's, that's a pretty, that's a pretty healthy return already. Yeah. I, I, I felt that during the league title season, when he played alongside Burak Yilmaz, uh, experienced Turkey international forward, those two worked brilliantly, brilliantly. And um, he was he was excellent. I thought last season he wasn't quite as good, but Lille weren't quite as good. I covered them in the Champions League, uh, and and was particularly attentive to how how uh, how Jonathan how Jonathan David did. I didn't think he did that well, but he was what twenty one mm. Champions League. It's a big step up. Um, regarding the World Cup, I was fortunate enough to work for FIFA TV. As the as the reporter with Canada, so oh. I saw all of the games and, and and was at training and everything. And I per, I was tipping Jonathan David to be like one of the stars of the mm. Canadian team. And I can't say I felt let down, but I certainly was disappointed in his performances. I I, I thought he just didn't look he didn't look sharp. Mm -hmm. And I think the one thing that you associate with Jonathan David is he's incredibly sharp. He's in he's. Off, you know, it's out of the blocks like that. There's a chance, there's a ball. He goes, and his first touch is usually good. He's He didn't look confident. He, his, his first, his control was all over the place. Um, if I can add, maybe just a, on, on a tangent, I cover a lot of German football too. Mm -hmm. I thought Alfonso Davis didn't have a great World Cup either. Yeah. But Tejon Buchanan <laughs> for me was the, was the, was the standout performer. The best player, yeah. I thought he was, I thought he was brilliant. Um, but just a, just a little anecdote that your listeners might be interested in. I was in, I was in by, I was at Munich, in Munich a couple of weeks ago to interview Alfonso Davies. 
And um, other than seeing Alfonso Davies change and st- he was standing there in his boxer shorts ready for a to, to, to change into his clothes for a photo shoot, uh, which is <laughs> which is probably the, probably the sort of detail that you 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 may or may you may not may, may or may not enjoy. Uh, he was a great, uh, fantastic, fantastic interview. And I was incredibly impressed. I was incredibly impressed by him as I'm incredibly impressed by him as a player for Bayern Munich. I think he's done tremendously. But I am incredibly impressed by him as a person um, because he brought his, his he clothes for the photo shoot. So as he's getting changed, I'm trying not to look because I'm like a world class footballer in his in his in his smalls. But he he actually brought a steamer to to steam the creases out of his t shirt. Oh. I thought that was very, I was very, very impressed. I was like, I told him, your mum will be so proud of you because yeah, <laughs> really, really, real attention to detail. Anyway, to get to get back to Joe David, um, I think, unfortunately for us working in French football, his time in France is going to be limited probably till the end of this season. I would not be surprised. In fact, I would be surprised if he didn't leave and almost certainly go to, go to England. Mm-hmm. Um, where I think he will do pretty well. I think he's got all the attributes. He's still maybe a little young, maybe a little raw, but I think he's he's got that ability to 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 take chances, which is absolutely absolutely priceless. Where he goes, I don't know. What level he goes in at, I I don't know. I think maybe he's a little short for the minute for somebody like the top three or four teams. Um, but you know, why not? Why not? If I was, if I was Newcastle United, for example, he would be a player I'd be very, 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 yeah. very closely following. Yeah. That was honestly like, it's kind of been Arsenal seems to have been the team for a long time that's been linked to him, but now they're obviously top of the league and seem to be shooting maybe a little bit higher, but Newcastle was the team I was thinking of too. Like we'd kind of fit in there quite nicely. Um, you said you'd be surprised if he was here by the end of the season. Are you surprised he's still in league, Un, or do you think those like Champions League performances maybe set him back another season and people are like, okay, and he just needs a little bit more time there? Yeah, I, I wonder. I, I did, I did think that he would leave last season, last summer. I did think, and I think most observers of Ligue 1 thought he would leave last summer. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what went on behind the scenes? Don't know. Was it those Champions League performances? I mean, I don't, I, again, don't, couldn't couldn't tell you to be honest. But I, I think that maybe just the deal didn't come right. And yeah. That's it. I think it was just a question of people. Leal wanted this much. They didn't get it. Okay, you're not going. He's not the sort. He's he's a he's a very. I've interviewed him before. He's a very uh, he's a very bright guy. He's a very quiet guy. Um, does surprise me how you can play football in front of so many people uh, and be so confident in front of goal when you. It's not that he's not confident; but he's so timid and he's so quiet and, and he's very well brought up and um, like Alfonso Davies and very polite and um, sort of the 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 opposite of what everybody assumes a, a top class footballer is. Um, but as I say, I think I think Leal just didn't get the didn't get the the deal that they wanted. He, mm-hmm. even he's the character that he is, professional, stayed professional, didn't push for it. Um, and, you know, I think next summer he he goes and, and I'm almost certainly, certainly it'll be England, maybe Germany. 
maybe Germany. I could see him fitting in there somewhere, mm. potentially. Uh, even like a Dubai in Munich, for example. But um, I think they probably have their sights on another former, on a, on a former league game player, Randall Colomani at, at Eintracht Frankfurt. But David is uh, David's having an excellent season again. He's going to have plenty of suitors and plenty of choice. It will just be a question of of, of striking a deal with with Leo with the other club. Yeah. Uh, so my timer just came on the Zoom call. So I just have one more question for you. Sure. Um, I just wanted to ask about Leon. When I was growing mm. up, the dominant team in league, and now they just seem like middle of the pack. But it was only three or four years ago that they were in the Champions League semi-final. Like, what's kind of happened there with them? Gosh, you make me feel old because I, I wasn't growing up when they were dominating league. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd already grown up. Um, what is happening with them? That's a very good question. And this is it's it's they they basically are consistently incredibly inconsistent mm-hmm. I mean they they have no consistent and, and, and managers coaches have come and gone and the problems remain the same the players are not performing to their potential they're not performing only in fits and starts they tend to play well in big games and then lose against not so good not, not, not so big teams mm-hmm. so it's consistency They've got quality. They've got individual quality. Look, look, look at the number of young players that they're playing. I mean, uh, kind of the opposite to PSG. I think I commented a game recently. Uh, to be fair, I can't remember which one, which one it was. It might have been the Coupe de France game against Mets. They won one 0 Yeah, I think seven or eight of the starting eleven came through the youth academy, and I'm including Alexandre Lacazette who came back, Corentin Toulouse who came back, but they're Leon bred players. They came through that youth academy. Malo Gusto, who's just signed for Chelsea, he came through the youth academy. Um, they've got a couple of great young centre-backs who were 19 and 20. Maxence Kakare in the midfield, Anthony Lopez, the veteran goalkeeper, he's played his entire career there. So they've got this nucleus of, of very good young players and of course they've got a history of cr- making great players. Karim Benzema notably mm. So is a is a Leon prodigy. So they just there's clearly something wrong. Clearly something wrong in the attitude, in the approach to games. There's there's something not clicking with the coaches, but this but you know, Bruno Genesio had the problem, Peter Boss had the problem, Laurent Blanc has now got the problem. You 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 Silvino had the problem. He lasted nine games. I mean, maybe. People don't even remember that he was the coach, the coach of the coach of Leon at, at one time. So it's they they just can't find any consistency. There's been there's been uh, wranglings off the pitch. They've just been taken over by an American owner, but the former president and former owner Jean Michel Olas is still there. He's kind of doesn't seem like he can give up power. Mm-hmm. Um, to be fair, he's the what he's the man who made the club what it is. He took them yeah. from a middle of middle of the road second division team, nearly relegated to to seven time French champions in a row. But he doesn't. He can't. He can't really give up. So, the, so there's lots of internal off the pitch things. Uh, it just seems to be not a particularly great run club right now. Uh, their transfer policy has not been great either. Um, I'm not sure bringing Dejan Lovren back it was particularly a smart move either. Um, so especially when they've got such good, good, good young players, but but Blanc wanted experience in his team, so so Lovren was the was apparently the answer. Um, 
So the answer, the answer really is 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 the one that people have been trying to find in Leon for the last four or five seasons. Really, how do we get this team playing to its full potential? And and so far, no one has found an answer. Yeah, it's it's kind of disappointing, I guess, isn't it? Because of, of how high they were and everything. So, yeah, hopefully they can kind of figure it out, and then League Earn can just keep growing, and more teams can keep going. But Ian, thank you so much for for joining me for this time. We were we went way longer than I thought. I would have got the the page account <laughs> if I had known I had so many questions. But where can people find you and listen to your podcast and everything? Oh, they they, they can find that they can find the podcast. It's called Le Beau Jeu. So uh, mm. that, that that's the beautiful game in French. I'm sure many of your listeners can can speak uh, some or, or French or probably even quite well. It's the official League Arm podcast in English from the French Football League, the LFP. So they can find they can find me and uh, my my far more better informed colleagues on on that pod, podcast uh, every week. Every week that there is a, a League Arm game, we are we send it out on a Monday. So you can uh, please, please do sign up, subscribe to that and uh, and send in your comments uh, on it. We're always delighted to hear from people. Who, we've got French football fans all around the world. So, yeah. Well, awesome. Thank you so much. Everyone go listen to that podcast after you listen to this one, obviously, but then you can go check that out. But Ian, <laughs> thanks again. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And there you have it, folks. First interview in the bag with Ian. I hope you liked it. It was uh, it was quite funny. I had to I had to get up rather early for that one because Ian is obviously living in France, and I quite frankly do not live in France. So the time zone was quite drastic, of course. So, but big shout out again to Ian for for taking the time to chat with me. It was uh, quite informative. This I think the French league is such an interesting one because it's I think of the top five leagues. It's obviously the weakest one. Like PSG kind of rolls it. But I guess also to put some context into this, Ian and I did that conversation on Friday and today is Monday. I just had to get some stuff figured out with the actual podcast system, but I just wanted to get Ian on there. So there was a couple of things he said that maybe 
went so timely. So things have happened like PSG lost this weekend to Marseille. Bronze won again 4-0, I believe it was. I should probably, probably should have done the research on that one. So I'll check that one out quickly. But either way, like everything he said was very interesting to me. The Christophe Galtier stuff is is intriguing. Like, if he does a good job there, then why should he get sacked? But also, the Champions League stuff, I understand. But just like he kind of said that, yeah, Rons did win 4-0. But like, uh, like Ian said, the owners in PSG wanted to take a different approach this season and try and bring in some younger players and incorporate them, which I think is great. Like, you need to do that as a football club. You can't just go and spend hundreds of millions on every single player Sometimes you just need players with a little bit of your club culture, like Barcelona have done it. Obviously, they spend a lot of money too, but now they have guys like Pedri and Gavi coming through and a bunch of other guys in the past. It's obviously been Messi, Iniesta, Javi. You've probably heard of those guys. If not, maybe go and find some YouTube videos I would recommend. But anyway, I like that approach from PSG, but like you said too, it's going to damage their chances in the Champions League when you take away that maybe... First 13, 14 players after that, it maybe drops off a little bit. They don't have the depth that other Champions League teams do, but they definitely have the top-end performers. So maybe that's what take them over the edge. But either way, PSG, we'll see what happens. I do like Christophe Galtier, though. And if they do get rid of him, I don't think this will be the last time we see him at a top club. It'll be interesting to see if he ever went over to maybe England, Spain, Italy, somewhere outside of France. So we'll see on that. Um, what else was he? The Ron stuff. Quite intriguing. Um, Balagon. There was links with him to AC Milan. I believe we touched on that in the interview. But also, it would be interesting to see if Arsenal would just keep him. Or do you sell him at a high? If you're an Arsenal fan, let me know what you think of that one. You can leave a comment on... Follow me on Twitter. I Liam Horbin. I said off the top. But go let me know on there. There's a link actually to the YouTube video. For the Ron stuff, just just click on that one. Let me know what you think. I'll follow it on YouTube, either one. But yeah, I think that was a good interview. I really enjoyed talking to Ian. You can go listen to his podcast, the official League Um podcast. He said it in French on the show. I will not try and do that because I don't want to embarrass myself and also disrespect his show. So after you listen to this one, which we're going to come to an end here right away, his podcast usually comes out on Monday, so it should be out by the time this podcast ends and whenever this one comes out but yeah thank you very much for listening i hope you enjoyed the show obviously we've got champions league football coming up this week so i'm going to do a reaction show on wednesday evening i guess that would be for me after the games or maybe even thursday and then i'm gonna have a guest the following week to talk about some canadian players kyle laren obviously now playing in la liga Alfonso Davies having a good season in Bayern Munich. Jonathan David, who we talked touched on today. Maybe we'll talk about him a little bit. But there's also other guys too who we wanna we wanna put some spotlight on. Like Alistair Johnson just went to Scotland and I follow a lot of the people in England on like Twitter for who are like the pundits and stuff, and they're all bragging about how good he has been for Celtic. So I'm very curious to see and hear more about him. But yes. Follow us all on Twitter, the 90th Minute Everywhere. You can follow me at Liam Horobin on Twitter and TikTok. I just got to remember the password so I can log back in. But yeah, there you have it, folks. Thank you very much for listening to episode one of Extra Time with me. And we'll see you later this week. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, 
Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.